Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. All righty, folks, good evening and welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting here live from NGC Studios, and I want to thank you so much for joining us. We have a very special show for you tonight. Every uh, show is special here because it's the Whitfield Report on Saturday night, but tonight I have uh, two of my dearest friends in the podcasting sphere, uh, Jer and Sonny Sweatlo from the Interest of Stuff podcast, uh, are here, and, uh, we're gonna be talking a bunch of stuff, including, um, a, a pretty interesting story that no one has really been covering about how, uh, different corporate entities are basically buying up land everywhere, but especially in upstate New York, where, uh, Jer and Sonny are, uh, from, and uh, Sonny has really been the lead on this whole thing. But before we get into all of that, uh, contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DC. You can follow me on Gab, Parlor, and Minds at Sam Whitfield, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, Streamlabs.com forward slash The Whitfield Report if you'd like to donate, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And all the other links for the show are in the description below. And so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, bring on my guests here. So, uh, Jeremy and Sonny, how are you guys doing tonight? Excellent. Good, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good, Sammy. Welcome to the show. I I, I think this is the first time I've had you on. You guys have had me on... uh, I think like two or three times now. So it's about time that I uh, return the favor to you guys. I think so. this is the first time. I'm trying to remember. I think it is, yeah. So uh, anyway, welcome to the welcome to the show again. Now, um, Sonny, uh, for those who don't know... Um, can you guys briefly explain what the interest of stuff is, either, either of you? You, <laughs> you explain, you explain interest of stuff. Well, the interest of stuff is, uh, well, it's just a show where we show you interesting stuff. <laughs> um, it, it's just us fucking around. It's kind of the show that sparked everything that we really do on the internet now like our whole time is just consumed with enjoying crazy people on the internet uh we we get into some real shit here and there but we it's it's all over the place it's stuff you know what i mean it's the junk drawer of television yeah i mean that that's a good way of that's a good way of putting i think is you know definitely the junk drawer of the internet and i've I've learned a lot of stuff about the whole internet lore thing. Um, 
The reason I bring this up, though, is because Sunny went on a rant, one of her imp infamous Sunny rants, about how uh, different corporations are buying up land in uh, all across the country, uh, most notably Amazon, to uh, basically develop new facilities and, and Sunny, I know you ranted that Amazon is the biggest, uh, is one of the biggest, uh, you know, culprits in this. Yeah. And I do have, well, and I do have an article up about this, but the upshot is basically that, uh, it's not so much about Amazon so much as it is these politicians are taking money, uh, from these corporations basically just to sell land and whatnot. Would that be about right, would you say? I think it's a whole mixture. Well, hey, real quick, before you go, yeah. um, there's Larry saying in the chat that they can't hear us and we're too low in the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I am... I did uh, just adjust stuff, so... Um, Okay. So yeah, I've I've got them on max volume on uh on Streamlabs, so that should be fixed now. Sorry, right, sorry, you're a professional. I shouldn't have interrupted. <laughs> sorry. So uh Yeah, I think it's there's a more than one thing going on right now, unfortunately, when it comes to the sale of farmland and really kind of like the sale of uh, small towns in a way. So, um, I mean, Amazon generally obviously moves into a city um, and buys up a you know ton of land and builds their warehouses and their distribution centers and all that good stuff. And um, kind of the... Um, pattern is like when amazon moves in there goes the neighborhood <laughs> i know some people um particularly one woman i was talking to who is from just outside of austin and she was saying that like the same thing happened to her she said you know we lived here she said my, my family has lived here since 1850 <laughs> has lived in that same land and um so her grandparents were ranchers, homesteaders. Um, and I don't know, she didn't give me like all the details, but they were forced to sell their force. Basically, like they kind of ended up having no choice and ending up, uh, ended up, sorry, having to sell their ranch off. And they were lucky enough to um, find a not-for-profit that they sold it to. And so it's, um, now it's a... A camp for kids with special needs and she just said today that part of the land is actually going to be designated um uh you know national wildlife refuge so part of her family's land will be forever wild which is nice but so she was personally impacted by this she said you know amazon came in and they like you know there goes the prices like there goes the city. <laughs> they just completely develop whatever area they move into because obviously they create a lot of jobs 
and for one thing um you know and people follow it people follow amazon they follow whatever's going on <laughs> you yeah. know they follow jobs they follow you know so um and obviously having a gigantic corporation come into any city is probably going to give that city a giant boom you know in growth and usually it's obviously industrial growth which is not um it's not particularly something that we're really interested in around here <laughs> say industrial growth no we're too rural for that so it's really unfortunate that they have decided to pick rochester it makes sense why they picked rochester for sure but it's really unfortunate because well and the, and that's something i do want to kind of bring up too because you guys live in upstate new york and a mm. lot of people i hate to say it kind of the rest of rest of the country generally when they think of new york's when they think of new york they think of manhattan and the five boroughs oh, and they 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 tend to forget all about the rest of the state. I mean, I, yeah. I've been to New York six times, uh, you know, in my life. So I've been there a lot. I've, I have family from there. So I know, oh, nice. you know, I know that New York is more than Manhattan, you know, and I, I love, I love Manhattan. Don't get me wrong, but there, there is a lot more to the state than just that. So, yeah. There is so much, I know, there is so much more to New York. So we, okay, New York is 87% rural, 87%. <laughs> we are a gigantic state and we are mostly forests and fields and hills and lakes and rivers and <laughs> like, it, and that's not at all the image, you're right, that people have. But I think, you know, obviously New York City being so globally iconic um you can't it, you're never gonna separate the image of new york city right. from being the depiction of new york but like so yeah so you know land wise we're 87 percent rural um something like 64 percent of our population lives in and around new york city so <laughs> so you've got what is that? 36, 36% of the population that lives in the rest of the state. <laughs> That's why, you know, so New York City makes all the decisions for the state, which is understandable because that's where most people are living, you know. Um, and also something that people don't really recognize about New York State is that um, we're not uh, super blue. Like people... Uh, uh, think of New York and they think of 100% Democratic or 90% blue state. And we're actually more like a 60-40 split. So we're way closer to purple than anything else. Yeah. So I mean, just... By the way, she's making all of I am not. Six. I am not making any of these... Any... I don't... I don't have them written down. I just know yeah, them. No camera. These. I'm not. Look <laughs> it up. Look up everything I just said. <laughs> I'm not making those statistics up. I just know them because I know uh, about my state. <laughs> because I'm one of those weirdos. But yeah, I, yeah, so our split is more like 60 40. So we're closer to um, purple than blue. 
And so politically, geographically, you know, all of that, people really um, have a, a very skewed view of New York State. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I mean, I, 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 again, I think, you know, from what I've, from what I've read for years and years and years now, you know, just doing political research, it seems like the reason they go blue all the time is because Manhattan is such an epicenter of things. And, right. uh, you know, uh, most cities tend to go left. So, right. Right. Even our, you know, smaller cities uh, that, you know, out here um, are blue as well. You know, we, we really follow the trend of the suburbs and the more rural, you know, country areas are usually red and our cities are blue pretty much. I think there's maybe one city, maybe one that's an exception. <laughs> but, yeah. What is... so? What is I've always been curious, what is the cost of living in upstate New York versus the cost of Manhattan? It because it, it seems it seems like it's just uh you know because the because the entire state seems expensive to live in, but then again, you know, that, that probably is me looking at the figures from Manhattan since that's everyone kind of reports from yeah uh it is nothing like new york city the cost of living up here uh fairly decent like comfortable it's really not that bad at all like i mean so when we bought our house what seven years ago now i think roughly when we bought our house seven years ago you could still get a decent house or land or something like that for around a hundred thousand dollars not so much anymore <laughs> that was kind of like the the beginning of the end of all that but basically the entire time we were growing up and really up up until the last like i would say like three to five years really you could get a decent house for you know like 85 to a hundred thousand dollars not anymore, <laughs> but yeah, it it just it it seems like the state, especially you know under well, I mean the Cuomo's have more or less always run things in that state, but now it just it seems like even some of that stuff is. I mean, and that that's the other question: it, Are the Manhattanites starting to leak into rural New York as well? I I know you mentioned that a little bit too, in, in one of your recent uh, rants about. Well, I so that was probably more about just like the East Side. <laughs> yeah, um, probably Sam. What you're referencing is <laughs> when I said how the rich people like to come here and then tell us how to live, like they're gonna save us and stuff. Um. So we have very um, specific area, like like the financial divide <laughs> is really blatant around here, like east side versus west side kind of thing. And the east side is where all the rich people live and the west side is where all the like poor or middle 
you know, middle class live. So what's happening is a lot of the East Siders have been moving west, buying land, all that stuff. And then they come in and they think, you know, they want to run the whole town. <laughs> they want to run the town because they're like, well, we have money, so we're smarter. And it's, you know, usually a whole bunch of dumb shit that they want to touch on. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and by the way, people in the chat are wondering where Apex is. I mean, a Apex... Apex tends to pop on, you know, later, sometimes, early, he, he's not, he's not as prompt, I'm assuming he's eating, uh, he's eating Mexican, he's eating Mexican right now, uh, you know, take that what you will, <laughs> so, but, I mean, he, he certainly is welcome to come on and join, any uh you know any time but um yeah so in in regards to um you know this whole thing with amazon coming in and taking over um i mean the one argument is is that you're creating jobs and you know and mm -hmm. that that's a and that that's a good you know, and that that's a good thing. Why wouldn't right. you? Why wouldn't you want more jobs, especially in upstate um, New York? You know, especially right now. Yeah. But exactly. Well, actually, you know what's funny? Um, Rochester was like the number was rated like the number one or number two city in the entire nation for job sustainability during the pandemic. Because the types of jobs we have, pretty much, like, everybody was just able to work from home. So, um, I think that might have actually uh, caused a bit of a boom of people moving here um, recently. Because this kind of came out like, oh, yeah, in Rochester, everybody's still able to work during the pandemic. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. In general, we did have, we used to have um, Kodak and oh gosh valio and one other big corporation so i mean rochester I, oh so it's a very old city yeah um, you know and historically was always pretty um like progressive as in like you know there's always jobs to be had that kind of thing you know it wasn't really like um people were ever we're ever out of work and having a hard time finding work. That's just not ever been a thing around here. So, I mean, I, I'm never against more jobs being made, but <laughs> I am against um, Amazon coming in and then them literally uh, getting precedence on all building materials because they're just able to do that you know they have the finances to come in and be like oh we're gonna take all the gravel all the whatever name it you know what i mean and then all other construction is like cool now we can't get what we need for the next three weeks thanks that's great yeah and i mean jeremy i know i know you work well i mean I hope I'm not do I hope I'm not doxing anything, but you 
But you have, wait, you have said on your show that you are construction, right? So yeah, he's actually, he had to leave for a second, Sam, but yes, he is. He is in construction. Exactly. So, so yeah. <laughs> so then that, so then this whole thing must affect, uh, you know, that as, as well. Somewhat, I, I would not definitely imagine. Not him. Not him so much because of the project he is on and the contractor he works for and that kind of thing. I mean, there has like been a couple times I feel like where his con his contractor was like, I can't find this certain, you know, whatever, uh, anywhere. And, uh, Jer was like, whatever. And he, he went and got it. He found it. <laughs> That's really only happened once so far, I think. Um, but we couldn't get any gravel. So we just, um, got a whole bunch of gravel because we're putting in a barn um, sometime in the next week or two. And so we wanted a gravel foundation. And uh, my dad actually, you know, knows the guy that we were getting the gravel from. So he was arranging it. And he said that the guy told my dad, he's like, I just, I don't have any because Amazon took it all and they got precedence. So he was waiting. Um, he was waiting Whoa. to be able to get it at all. And I mean, and he, you know, he mostly services like a few of the suburbs around here, you know? So, um, he, yeah, he was really backed up on orders for everybody trying to, uh, whatever we're doing, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> we're all buying gravel right now, apparently for some reason, <laughs> but yeah. It, so it's like, it's things like that where it's it, just like the kind of the little, littler guys like like i said jared's not having as much of an issue but it's always like the littler guys that it's like cool so now i can't get what i need <laughs> you know well and, and I, jack the price up be really bad jack the price up really bad yeah these guys well and then from the consumer side of things what i've noticed like even here in sarasota florida where, where i am it's not quite as bad here because desantis really acted um swiftly but i you know i've been reading articles and whatnot where during covid all these small businesses got wiped the fuck out because of yeah. having to lock down and some of the and like some of the small independent like startup restaurants basically got like offers from uh yum who owns kfc and amw to basically like buy out their restaurants and buy out their buildings to, to turn into franchises and mm. a lot of these small restaurant frontiers they didn't have to take it but they you know they decided to because they were they were bleeding money um you know from being uh locked down for so long Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they had to, they had to, uh, you know, they just took that money because it was more affordable for them. So, yeah, well, you know, they had bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I didn't, I didn't really see too many businesses closing around here, which is good. And again, like <sighs> Rochester did fairly well during the pandemic like everything was able to shift to online you know um i know a few people that lost jobs their their positions got just completely eliminated from their companies during that time and stuff but 
I don't think it was too bad for small businesses around here either, which is pretty good. Can you, can you really think of any? Say that everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although a couple opened <laughs> recently. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Restaurants. A few restaurants opened recently, like smaller ones. So so the restaurant industry is kind of coming back then in New York in New York then. Or at least yeah, everything's super expensive now. <laughs> but I, I believe that's nationwide. Yeah, well that we that's what we get when we elect a dementia patient as uh <laughs> pre president or uh, or should you know he should he should be in a dementia ward. I don't know why he isn't. Um, no, we should we should all just eat bugs, right? <laughs> Tax meat into infinity. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean the the guy couldn't even when he was at the G when he was at the G seven summit earlier early this week. He 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 was two hours late for a meeting with with Putin, and I mean he he did. He doesn't even know where he is half the time anymore. It's 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 ridiculous. Like it's all ridiculous. <laughs> They're all. It's all just a show now. It's just a reality. Our government is just a reality TV show right now. That's yeah. all. It's all done for a while though. I feel like, you know. Yeah, it is. I I'm mean, going downhill for a minute. I mean, at, at least when Trump was in office, we had we had stuff to laugh at, and you know. At least he was. At least he was entertaining, and this other guy is just sad. <laughs> you know, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the best way I can put it. So sad. <laughs> very sad. Very very low energy. Sleepy Joe. So oh, they're they're all just bizarre, and I, it's very clear that. Uh, middle class America is gonna get fucked as usual. Oh That's yeah, what it boils I mean... down to middle class always gets fucked. It doesn't matter who's in who's in power, who's got the most, you know, <laughs> pull. Which party has the most pull at the moment? Middle class always gets fucked. So... Yeah, yeah. People always think it. People always think, oh, it's oh, it's the impoverished. But it's like, no, mm -hmm. the the impoverished have you know, programs out the wazoo. Right. They uh, get their needs met. You know, and, and, and then we, and then we have, and then we have people, uh, like, you know, like the, uh, the one internet scammer that Jeremy was, uh, you know, talking to the other night on your guys' show. Oh, that... the one he was talking to. Okay. Got you. Well, I, I don't know if he was really talking, but he was just trolling. The guy who's, <laughs> who's basically oh, like trot. He's my Jeremy, you're kind. Of, you're kind of off mic. I couldn't really hear what you what you were saying. That's my boy, Andrew. Bitch. He's my retarded best. Get coffee and hang out. And and so and so what what's what's his deal? What's his deal? He he's scamming the sis he's scamming the system or pretending to be a retard or what? Yeah. I mean he clearly can't take care of him. 
plenty of people getting disability. This is too, and and should be rightfully so. Like I don't want him making. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't want him. Uh. Yeah. Let alone anything, fucking anything. I don't want him doing anything. He, yeah. I don't want him playing at a gas station. I don't want him doing any of that shit. He's a, he's a little di- you know a little mentally impaired and a little nefarious. I want him doing what he's doing. <laughs> he's sitting at home, driving his parents absolutely fucking bonk. Uh, his mother is only sixty something and looks like she's a hundred. Yeah, because falling down constantly. Like he, she's he's only a in mess. her sixties. She's only in her sixties. It's it's the Holy train moly. wreck. It's watching a train wreck. Oh, yeah. I can't help my. I really can't. I have to interject myself and call him and say hello. <laughs> but he docks yeah. himself constantly. That's his yeah. phone number. I think. I think he's maybe not the best example of somebody like, you know. uh I don't want to say working the system, but, you know, it's like Larry said, the working poor. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's it's the middle class who work for a living and uh, don't qualify for any help that are the ones that actually don't have enough money sometimes to eat or definitely right. don't have enough money for meds or mental help or, you know, I mean, like therapy or, you and, know. And that's Andrew Ditch. No, he gets all those services. Yeah. So I was saying he's not a good example of somebody who would be, like, gaming the system. He gets the services, but he also needs them. Yeah. So, you know. um, Right. And I'm also very stoned. Right. And that's why I was saying, like, middle class gets fucked because the the poor have, like you said, Sam, they have services. They have programs, as they should. Like, not against that people are hungry and need medical help awesome but it certainly <laughs> why are you shocked i'm not, i'm not it against i'm not against the people who need who need it you know getting the services they need but right. i i see especially here in especially here in florida i see a lot of people gaming the system and i hate oh, really I, I hate I hate to say it, but a lot of it is uh, black people that are that are that I are. whispered it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to laugh that was funny. But uh, on Juneteenth, Sam. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That that's that's uh, that's another thing. I I had no idea that that. I had no idea that Juneteenth was even like a was even like a holiday until like a week ago. No, That's until until like until today. Like I I know I know they had been talking about it for year for years for years and years and years. But I mean, hell, now now it's actually like an actual damn thing. Well, it's been like a holiday and a day that's been celebrated in Texas for a really long time. Like, um, that's where I first heard about it was from my friends from Texas. That was, you know, a few years ago now at this point. So, but now they just made it national. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, 
everything's just, you know, everything's, and I mean, they, they politicize, everything's, I feel like this is a big political move, too, to make, you know, Juneteenth a, ho a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah another rep <clears throat> reparations thing. But, right, uh, like, why now? Right? Yeah. Why now? Why why not a while ago? Although I did read that uh, that Trump was actually trying to get it signed in to law as a hol you know, as a holiday. And yeah, I don't know what happened there. But so, you know, it seems like they maybe I don't know. It, it is this, the timing does seem suspect. It seems like it was probably put through now. So the Democrats could be like, yay, we did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus it, like allowing the Republican Party to get the the credit for it or something. I mean, because it's been in the works for a while. Yeah, it just seems weird. But yeah, getting back to what I was saying about people gaining the system. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. if if there weren't so much of that going on, I don't think that people would have nearly as much of a problem with uh you know that whole whole thing but i mean there yeah there it seemed like there are a lot more cases of that going on than not if, if that makes sense yeah so i i mean i feel like this is something we all grew up with right like um our parents complaining about people that were just you know, gaming the system or living off the government, right? Like, I feel like we all grew up listening <laughs> to those those conversations. Um, and a while ago, Jer and I kind of came to this conclusion where we were like, you know what? If you are gaming the system and you are, you know, that's how you're choosing to live. Um, you probably have a pretty shitty life anyways. And like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in your position anyways. I would rather keep working hard and uh, working toward the big goals that, you know, that we have than um, settle and live off the government. Because I don't think it's any, I don't think it's much of a life, to be honest. I mean, no. you know, what I mean? there's definitely plenty of hoops to jump through to get services and um at the end of the day it's usually not that much that you're provided and just i i don't know so i feel like if you if you really need good and if you don't really need it but that's how you're spending your time like that sucks you're wasting your life and i'm sorry for you <laughs> you know well i mean uh you know if yeah, I mean, or or you could be, or you could be Ethan Ralph too, and just you know kidnap, uh, you know, development mentally disabled people, you know, or or women, and then you know live off oh, of them, or you know, you can do that too. So, oh, I think a lot of people do that kind of thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, well. You know? Well, I know, I don't know much about Ethan Ralph. I do know that that's one of the things that he is notorious for, so. I have, um, you know how I have a lot of hillbilly relatives, as I put it, a lot of white trash type relatives. We've talked, I feel like we've talked about this on the show a few times. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, I have a story about that. And it's like a story about my family that's like awful. 
So like most of my extended family has lived off the government at some point. <laughs> at some point if not still does like that's just what a lot of them did like my parents were definitely the black sheep in both of their families <laughs> so um that might be where their hatred for it came from actually uh but yeah well, so well, i you, have a story about that about well, you, my relatives. you and jerry have to be like the least redneck people that i that I know. If 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 anything, Jer is more of a frat boy than <laughs> no way. Than than a no. <laughs> than, hell, no. than a hellbilly. So no, we're definitely way more hillbilly. I mean, the thing is, we just had also a decent education, so we are able to hide it. Sam, <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, back when back when this back when the schools in New York were at least somewhat decent, I I guess so. Um, right. I mean, we're we're all we're all millennials here, minus exactly. minus the chat. I think I think may I think maybe we have like I know we have a few uh, Zoomers in the chat, and then maybe a few baby boomers as well. Um, so, uh, you, uh, you also announced that you guys are starting a new show. Um, so would you like to talk about that a bit? You got, I've never seen you so excited to announce something as you were the other day. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Sam. So, um, it's a, it's a new old show. I mean, it's the show we started with. Uh, when we started uh, live streaming, we were just doing uh, live casting on CastBox. So just podcast, no um, video. And we had a show called Babies Raising Babies. <laughs> because we just thought, obviously we're both into listening to podcasts. And there's not a lot of good material out there, or there wasn't at least, you know, two and a half years ago when we were doing this, um, when we were just starting out, there wasn't that much material on parenting that was solid. Like, it was all just fluff and bullshit. And so it kind of seemed like an underserved um, channel. You know what I mean? Underserved yeah. Avenue. And um, we definitely have had, you know, we've lived. <laughs> we've lived through some things yeah. when it comes to parenting and just in general when it comes to life. Like we've made some bad decisions that we've had to come back from and all that kind of thing. So, um, and one of our, our biggest things is like, is being honest, you know, in the age of social media when everybody just fakes who they are uh you know filters filters who they are yeah very carefully curates their image you know uh we were quite sick of that and especially when it came to parenting because as i said it was just all fluff and bullshit so so yeah so that's we started babies raising babies and then when we did live streaming we um 
changed direction and started doing more, you know, doing what we do now, interesting stuff. But um, I, I definitely missed, I think we both missed Babies Raising Babies, just kind of a little more um, wholesome. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean the the internet the internet drama stuff is definitely more of of Jeremy's type type of thing. Uh, I have to say that you know you you could do you could do a pretty mean political show yourself. Uh, I think, especially with your you know with with your rants too um, <laughs> so. i mean i just have opinions you know but i don't know we we really forever tried to stay away from politics yeah because it's just so draining and it's really it's hard to like look at all this stuff going on and be like mm, there's actually not that much you can do about it you can really only control or have input locally yeah no so i mean focus, i think and i mean i've 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 been doing it for a long time and it it used to be fun, but now, and I mean, it still is somewhat doing the show, but like now it's just, it's, it's so, it's like, so, you know, uh, I don't even want to say it's divisive because that, you know, uh, politics has always been, has always been divisive somewhat, right. but now, I mean, now it's just, it's so cutthroat now that it's like, yes. It's, yeah, there, uh, you know, there used to be like social niceties that were recognized when you were talking about, um, more delicate subjects, subjects yeah. that people knew were going to be controversial. There were at least some social religion, money. religion. There used to be social niceties involved where you, you know, it was cultural to, kind of be respectful and either not talk about those things altogether you know you tried not to bring them up or if you did bring them up you were generally trying to be a little more mild you know what i mean i just feel like it was well and 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 there was always the whole agree to disagree thing too which i mm -hmm. i feel like that i feel like that got thrown out of the fucking window like within the last you know five five years i i've never up until like 2017 i had never heard of anyone being disinvited from thanksgiving because oh. they because they voted for for xyz candidate so i mean yeah that's bad yeah i mean i got i got disowned by a second cousin People disinvited from thanksgiving for sticking dicks in like those people have always been disinvited. <laughs> for doing what? Oh, oh, for being gay. Yeah. That's that's true. There's always been a reason to disinvite someone. Yeah, to Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I mean, guess yeah, the, yeah. There's there have always been there have always been those reasons, but never. I've never seen anyone disinvite someone because of, of their political, you know, yeah, candidate like, before. That was one of the things that used to make Thanksgiving lively, right? Like. We would all be nice about p politics and all that, but Thanksgiving dinner is when people would argue about politics <laughs> for some reason. It's very, uh, very traditional in America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, 
in and in regards to you know what you guys are doing with the uh you know babies raising babies thing i i feel like you know i'm i'm single i'm not really even dating anyone right now but i do like the idea that you guys are starting the podcast because there seems to be like this weird pull you know there seems like the there seems to be like this really weird thing out there right now where millennials are either and zoomers are either like fuck parenting man like fuck it all or they're like or they go the exact opposite and i mean i've ranted about this before but the the stupid fucking uh trad larpers who <laughs> who are like who are like oh you know you need you need to get married you need to get married at like you need to you need to you need to be married if you're a guy you need to be married by the time that you're you know 25 and you know your your wife needs to be 18 and you can't and you can't ever masturbate otherwise you know you're ca- you're causing a fucking genocide you know or just like weird you know weird shit that is like you know it, it's just gun it's it's a it's a LARP at this point to make money, I, I think. Oh. I think it is. Uh, another uh, common thing is to call them trad thoughts. The girls are trad thoughts. Oh, <laughs> the LARPing. oh yeah. yeah. They, oh, yeah. They're just influence. All they are is Instagram influencers. They're basically the same exact thing. And um, it's always interesting to hear them talk because... I live the life that they talk a big game about and they don't know shit. Yeah. They don't know anything that they proclaim to know. And they do not live how they claim they live. Because if they did, they would not have time to post online incessantly every single day. And they all do. They Go through and look at those accounts. They post 20 times a day. They sit there and like and comment all day. And talk about working their, you know, working the land, working with their hands. It's like, what are you doing? You're sitting at a desk somewhere on Twitter all day on a company's time talking about how you're trad. I don't even want to hear it. The, Such the thing that weird that weirds me out too, and I'm not even a parent, is I mean, I'll just say, I mean, Mike Mike Cernovich, you know, like from the time his daughter was basically born like had his daughter like in his arms on stream with him and you know i'm not like i said i'm not i'm not a parent but it it seems to me that like if you're a public if you're like a public figure or something even like low-key you probably want to keep your kid off the internet for as long as you can just because there are there are weirdos out there and that's it and it's what's creepy too is the trad community really is like creepily pushing for like normalizing sexualization of basically i i don't want to say full-on kids but like saying that 16 17 and 18 year olds should be able should get married and saying that they should get married to men in late 20s to 30s is fucking creepy to me yeah yeah it's uh 
I mean, yeah, I would keep your kid off the internet. <laughs> Do your best to keep your kids off the internet. We um we've never posted pictures of our kids. We were not that type. And I still don't. I don't post pictures of my kids like their faces or any of I, I really don't even post there there've been a couple pictures I guess where like uh, one of my kiddos was asleep face down on a bench in a full on snowsuit so all you see is just a a figure in a snowsuit on a bench <laughs> you know what I mean mm -hmm. but like in general I don't I don't post pictures of my kids cuz there are way too many pedophiles out there <laughs> well well and and see this is this is a whole another thing that I was thinking because I'm old enough to where, like, social media didn't really exist when, like, by the time social media really came about, I was already, I was already in high school, and, you know, I, I was, so I was almost an, an adult, so I, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I, I wouldn't say really missed the train, but like now you have kids who are, you know, on social media now. And like that just didn't exist when I was it's bad. a kid. So like it's how bad. do you you know, like like when I was when I was a kid, the 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 talk was you know, don't go on any weird websites and you know, don't talk to weird people online and you know obviously a lot of th those things are still true but i feel like there's so much more out there now you know that, oh, yeah. oh my gosh and you can't you can't trust parental controls i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna say that like, no a lot of people think oh i just put the parental controls on and i'm safe but like so people for instance got um the kids youtube i don't even remember what it was called just maybe just youtube kids or whatever which was a separate app and was supposed to be completely safe, curated content for kids. And they literally had like Peppa Pig and Dora and Spider-Man and Elsa porn. Like I, fuck I, 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 re I remember like hearing about, about that. And then Elsa gate. Yeah. I believe it was called on the internet. <laughs> Hi everybody. Oh, Hey, Oh, Hey there. Man. Oh, hey there, Apex. How are you doing tonight, sir? Man, I'm good. Uh, you know, I would have been here um, a long time ago, but I got home from work, you know, later than you start the show, which is normal. Uh, I slammed a beer while I got my shit ready. My Wi-Fi died, uh, so I got fucking with that, and I drank another beer. Then I sat down, and I took a hit of weed, and I choked real bad. And I just threw, I literally just went and threw up the fucking the first two beers that I drank because I choked so hard on my weed. Aww. So that's what I'm doing. How are you guys doing? What are we talking about? We're, we're talking about how, about how retarded trad people are. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Bane of, bane of humanity, yeah. They're doing a number. So, okay, Sam. So as far as kids on the internet, um, it is it's extremely detrimental to their mental health uh gen z having horrendous issues with mental health is no yeah shock because they go out they've been on the internet since they were like 12 and 13 years old and full-grown adults have been making fun of them and shitting on them and harassing them without ever stopping to think that the person that's spelling things wrong and having terrible grammar and all this other stuff is a 12 and 13 year old kid 
And so they've been basically attacked by adults all over the internet while, you know, their parents were like, oh, safety controls are on or whatever. And you know what I mean? So it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. I, kid... I go like, yeah. Don't... Kids, kids know their way around, you know, that, that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and my, my parents never put any of that stuff. They just told me, you know, Hey, you use common, you know, use common sense. And, you know, I mean, part of that has to do with parents, like actual, actually parenting. The, I mean, the one thing I want to ask, ask you about as parents is to me, it seems like there's this whole trend among millennial parents of they want to be their kid's friend as opposed to their kids is like actual parents and it am i imagining am i am i imagining that or is that like an actual thing from what you guys have noticed it's absolutely a thing we say why not why not be both you can do both you can be your kid's friend and parent you should be actually somewhat your kid's friend because if you're not somebody else is gonna be and Mm -hmm. you don't know how they're gonna you don't know how they're gonna you know advise your child well sure connect with them on that level someone else is going to so just like everything else you don't leave that up to some other random person you do that yourself well sure and i mean i i would say i'm i'm friends with with my parents but i mean i guess what i mean is you know it it seems like it seems like a lot of these younger parents would rather be uh, you know, their kids' friends than than they're afraid to discipline because they don't want their kids to not like them. They they view yeah, them they not only want their kids uh, to be their friends, they want to be their kids' friends. Yeah, exactly. kind of thing. Which yeah, is exactly. uh, to be honest with I you, like I experienced in my in my generation's parents, including um some of the parents that I've had. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it, for sure, millennial parents do that, but I don't think it starts with them. I think it started decades ago. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, point too because that's kind of a different thing is not just being you know not just being your kid's friend but wanting them to be yours yeah exactly that is a different thing that's true yeah uh, but I, um yeah go ahead sorry i um you know i i would just say that you know i i, I think obviously you, you should be your I think you should be friendly with your, with your kids. But at the same time, like I knew that when I I knew that like if I fucked up, my parents were gonna rain. You know, were gonna rain. You know, down hell upon me when I when I messed up. Like I knew right. that I could be. I knew that I could be friendly and friends with my parents. But I I also knew not to cross the fucking line with them right. either, or there would be, you know, consequences. And I yeah to give your kids boundaries <laughs> yeah well sure and i mean sony is on point for sure like you absolutely have to be your kids friends they have to view they have to view you like that but they also have to view you as a parent like mm-hmm. it's not impossible to do both and i think it um you know from my experience as a you know as a child anyway and reflecting on it as an adult um it's a uh, it's an inability to cope with uh like re- you know just you know, this a perpetual childhood kind of thing, refusing to grow up, which is why I think, you know, babies raising babies, like, yeah, I mean, we're all fucking, we're all, you know, figuring it out as we go in every realm, especially 
uh, parents, but which I love that idea as a show, by the way. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Well, because you're right. Like, honest. Nowadays, you may be able to find some shit, but honest, like, parent, parenting, like, podcasting or, or whatever. Or, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. And you're right. Honesty is hard to find on the internet anymore. It's oh, also you. scripted and edited. Yeah. It all mm-hmm. is. And everybody's afraid of looking bad. It's like, you're afraid of looking bad, but we're all pretty much messing up similarly. So I don't know what you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all of our houses get messy. We all yell at our kids sometimes. We all do things that we shouldn't yeah make wrong choices you know we all we all fuck up make the wrong choice uh that's it and i think pretending we don't just makes it worse because then we keep creating this higher and higher um standard not just a higher standard that's that's really the wrong way to say it the fake expectation is what it is i mean it's like yeah people are realistic expectation that's yeah and people are so people are pretending and again using lying effectively on the internet and there's always scandals of these internet personalities eventually that whatever they were claiming wasn't true. It was fake or they, you know what I mean? They were scamming or fake, you know, lying about something or beating the shit out of their kids. And in, in this case off camera. Yeah. Um, and I mean, <laughs> that's why the internet is so dangerous, I think. Right. And I, 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 you know, as we've discussed in the whole spanking thing, I don't have any biological children, but the time that I spent, raising my step have spent raising my stepdaughters it's at this point it is literally impossible to keep them off of it unless you live in a compound in the woods or something you know what i mean yeah. Like, yeah. i mean cool. literally if they go to public school dude you're <laughs> fucked you are yeah. fucked i mean everything especially last year god damn it that hurt that hurt a lot <laughs> oh uh, yeah the all just the home shit oh god dude i mean yeah, yeah. so it is it's a it's a fucking minefield. It's a minefield for adults. You know what I mean? Right. Let's, so let's let's throw fucking children out there. I, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, the, the I think the uh, the other component of babies raising babies, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you and Jeremy like super young when you guys be- first became parents, or or is that someone else? I'm I'm thinking. Oh, that of. was us. <laughs> Yeah, that was us. We had our first when we were 21. Yep. Yep. We yeah. had our first by 21 and we had four by 26 and we were done. And we were pretty uniquely kind of set up to do that in that, you know, my mom had done home daycare my entire life. And so um, the, the, jo- the joke, the thing that we always said was I would say, oh, I was raised raising babies. You know, so that was kind of a little bit where we got the name from. Um, and then Jared would be like, oh, babies raising babies. So that's kind of where we got, mm-hmm. got the name from. But yeah, we, um, I had, by 21, I had way more experience than a lot of people nowadays do uh, with raising kids. And I mean, I just, you know, not only had my mom done, done childcare my whole life, um, but that was like my entire background. I had pretty much every job I had was in childcare and, you know, any credentials I had, certifications I had all had to do with childcare, early childhood development. So, I mean, we were, we were actually for having kids young, we were in a decent spot and it's still, 
you know, it's rough. <laughs> I think that's one of my biggest issues right now, actually, with that, with the whole trad community is they preach a whole lot of things that I don't think that they even know what they're talking about. Like, hold on. Thing, so, Sonny, I, hold, hold, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but Sammy, you have some wild, like white noise coming through your mic, like consistently. I don't know if that can be fixed. I'm, so, I didn't, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Continue. Oh, I, hold on. Yeah. I'm, I just, I just moved it. Is that any better? Significantly. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> sorry, yeah, my, Sonny. Go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, my uh, my computer fan was was revving up there for a bit, so I just closed I just closed some programs. But uh, yeah, anyway, continue what you guys were saying. Yeah, so a big problem with this whole get married at eighteen and have you know five kids by twenty three or whatever the heck they're trying to push. Um, first of all, I have uh. I have several friends that are, you know, mid to late twenties to mid to late thirties that are real, that have really been having like huge emotional issues reading that stuff. Um, because the whole, you know, the whole goal is to make women feel, uh, useless by 25, which is, just utter bullshit, you know. So your once your brain is fully developed, useless. You know what I mean? It's it's really strange. Yeah. So I mean, they're really doing themselves a huge disservice. I mean, you want to preach the whole trad lifestyle, but then you want you're alienating all these women who actually are very traditionalist in the way they live. Very traditionalist. They're all receiving that same message. You know this what I goes mean? Back, that this goes, this, I think this goes, this, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it just, it, it makes my head hurt, man, because it, this whole, any real, like, online movement is, it's bullshit. You can almost always pull <laughs> something from it, for sure. But to make, to take advice from people on the internet for your life is mm -hmm. fucking retarded. There's certainly things you can pull from it. You have to be discerning enough to be able to do that, obviously, um, which is why which is why I think things are so fucked up, because people, you know, nobody has um, very few people have a friend or a family member or a, a partner of some sort troll, you know, uh, you know, adventuring through the Internet side by side and experiencing things together that they can. You know what I mean? There's more than one brain going over this shit. Um. So yeah, I, I mean the tra quote unquote trad community. What the? I mean, it's just, it just, it's silly, you know. Like it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, oh. do your own thing and take from what. But to identify with groups is, you know, you're, you're by by nature, by its nature, taking on a label uh, diminishes your true self. You know what I mean? If, if mm -hmm. only to yourself. Certainly to other people, you know, you become and, that stamp. And I mean, Whiskey Runner does bring up a, a point that I, I was saying earlier. Uh, never, never befriend your kids. They need a they need a role model, not a <clears throat> not a grown ass friend. And right. I mean, and that, that, right. that's the argument. That's if the you argument. Don't think that your kids friends are also acting as the role models. 
got a little twisted. They're going to be using everyone and everything. They're going to be using everyone in their environment as a role. Yeah, no. And I mean, <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I don't think I that's, think... that's what you, what you're saying. And I mean, I, I agree. They, you know, they do need role models more than just friends. But if you, if you can't be friendly with your kids either, that's, that's no good. Well, uh, you know what? Honestly, to frame this in a different way, I think this actually kind of goes back to, uh, because I mentioned it already, our little spanking versus not debate uh, that you and I have had. And I firmly, I'm, I agree with you wholly, and I still, but I still have my own opinion on it. And I think it's kind of, and it comes from this sort of thinking where, like, I mean, I had friends, I had other role models and shit, but I what I didn't have, or I had it um, less than I should have, or would have liked to was uh, a parent that disciplined me and didn't let me, it wasn't interested in it so much in like, uh, I mean, yeah, well, for sure. wasn't as interested in the inner, most inner workings of the feelings going into things. I mean, almost every time I ever got a spanking, especially at first, it was made clear through not just a one-liner that it this is this hurts me more than it hurts you, and I don't enjoy doing it type of thing. Uh, that's that level of and uh, times change, and I mean I may be stuck in the past on some of this shit. I don't know. And again, I think that this is the point: is everyone has their own way, and there is studies and shit as, that continue to go on. At, which at this point, who can trust what si what science is trustworthy anymore? Um. You know, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I think that's what the, the difference here is, is like, it's a difference in framing. Like you wouldn't not discipline mm -hmm. your kids. You wouldn't not, uh, you wouldn't spank them, which, you know, we've established, but that's fine. Okay. You know, you can discipline them harshly in, in many other ways, uh, which you would I mean, do. The, the right? thing is the word discipline also, you know, it, it means to teach. It means to teach. And people take it as meaning punishment. And there is a decent difference between those two things. And, you know, the millennial parents really are on about uh, natural consequences. So, like, we won't fight with our kids necessarily, we being millennial parents. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of millennial parents fighting with their kids about wearing a coat when it's cold out. We're not going to do that. But when our kids are like, we're freezing, we're going to be like, sucks, right? Next time, bring your coat. <laughs> like that kind of thing is what millennials are big on. Yeah, Natural the, consequence. Yeah, Rather which... than, you know, I said you do that. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, all right, fine. Be cold and you'll learn your lesson. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. It's going to suck for a minute, but you'll figure it out. And guess what? We never even had to fight about it. We never even had to be nasty. We never, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. That was, that was how my mom, that was how my mom was, you know, definitely with like, uh, you know, like, Hey, maybe you should wear, wear a coat, you know? And then, eh, I'll be fine, you know? And then I'll come back later and, Oh, maybe, maybe you should have, you know, worn a coat, huh? So, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like, Stuff like that, so, um, I but yeah, much reason to be severe. Usually, is Jeremy still there? Or is he? 
Yeah, he's here. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's just no better do better, right? And I mean, uh, we're raising kids in a completely different world (laughs) than our parents and their parents. I think the gap between our generation and our parents' generation and they and their parents, you know, I think our gap in how, how the world functions now is so much bigger. Oh yeah. So I mean, we can we can draw on some of their stuff, but also, you know, some of some of what they did. Obviously, uh, certain things are timeless. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's a whole lot of shit they never even had to consider that we oh, do yeah. all the time. So you know, we are uh, definitely we're definitely kind of uh, having to make our own way here a little bit. And figure things out yeah which is which is why i think doing a, a you know a parenting podcast cast the way you guys are, are doing it is awesome and Thanks. you know for for me for me personally at least i mean i know i mean you not not so much sunny i i i know Je- i i know jeremy mostly as like as like a world-class shit poster and i i mean that in the best <laughs> sense so so yeah. to so to get to know Dad Jeremy is gonna be real is gonna be really entertaining. So he is. He's a good dad too. I, I can't. I, I was gonna. Say, I, I would be. <laughs> I find it hard to imagine him not just doing the parenting thing. It's like the it's just the same. I, I hard. It's hard to imagine him not shit posting. You know, drunk and vaping <laughs> on vaping on mic and shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, a pretty classic story of the way we got our kids to brush their teeth yeah. by showing them people on the internet with fucked up teeth. Well, because so. oh hell thing. yeah. Okay, you know, especially when they're little, right? We'd say brush your teeth, and then they'd say, "Why? I don't wanna." Because every little kid does that. You know what I mean? I don't want yeah. So, you know, they were just they were. They were going through this period of time where they wanted to fight us every time it was time to brush your teeth. Finally, Jeremy just pulled out his phone and just pulled up pictures of gingivitis <laughs> and just the nastiest, mm-hmm. nastiest mouths you can think of. And he was like, That's called teaching. Yeah, he showed him. He said, This is why you brush your teeth. And literally, all four, all four of them <laughs> ran over, grabbed their toothbrushes. They were frantically brushing their teeth. I was crying laughing, to be honest. It was really funny to be like, you know, they were like, oh, jeez. And they literally all just started just scrubbing their teeth. It was great. You know what? That just ha- that just gave me an idea. Um, the one way that you might be able to protect your kids from the Internet as they grow up is to expand on the method that you just used. Terrify your kids with, with like... <laughs> Things like with with specific things on show them like this is why you know the same way you uh, I would I was taught like how to hunt you know what I mean I mean I I didn't have the internet so much but you know stories told from other hunters and shit like people right. blowing their buddies brains out and shit from Oof, this that right? and the other right um, you learn through visualization so if they're scared if they think the internet is all this you know just horrifyingly terrible shit and people. Then they won't want to go there, you know? Yeah. I do think the pendulum's gonna swing the other way in general too, because 
So something I noticed is a lot of people posting about the fact that kids don't want to take their masks off now. Right. Like, and most people are saying they're so afraid. They're so afraid. I think that for the first time, (laughs) this generation, uh, generation alpha and partially Gen Z, um, for the first time in their lives, they actually had a sense of privacy. These kids have been photographed Uh literally coming out of their mom's vaginas. They're on video from literally the moment they're born. Everything they do is smile, take a picture, take a video. Their entire life has been lived online. So I think these kids finally having the privacy to like make faces at their teachers behind their masks and no one else Mm -hmm. is going to rat them out and there's not going to be any video evidence of it. Or, you know what I mean? Just the sense of like, oh, nobody knows who I am or what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, not what I'm doing, but nobody knows who I am right now. You know, I well, think it I, gave kids a sense of privacy that they've never had. I I, don't, I, yeah. I definitely think that there's something to that partially, Sonny, but also I have a I have a half sister on my dad's side who who is who is A and she was she was uh and, and Miss Roy pissed me the fuck the fuck off because she said then what what like well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm afraid to take my mask off because I saw in the news and Doctor Fauci said that if I don't take if I don't wear a mask, that this virus is going to to kill me, and I don't uh. I don't want to I don't want to. So part of it part of it could be what you were saying, but part of it might be the fact that our ki- our kids are also so ingrained with media, and they uh-huh. don't. Know- yeah. And they don't know how to process it, so they, so I mean, I mean, I've I've even been told by like random random people on the street, you know, wear your mask. Do you want grandma? Do you want grandma to die? And you know, like, and I'm a, you know, and obviously that doesn't bother me because I know I know that's just an asshole. But you know, like, imagine a little kid, you know, hearing stuff like that. Yeah, and, of and, course. And they don't know what to what to think. So, well, you know, last I think it was last week, Sammy, um, or it was recently that I told the story about one of the uh, one of my young coworkers, cashiers that works with me, um, that is fully vaccinated and can has continued to wear her mask. She's a young she's a young Hispanic girl, and she's pretty shy anyway, uh, but she's. I mean, she's good at her job and she's funny and she's great. Um, but she's continued to wear the mask at work every day. And I, uh, she, she has like thicker epicanthic. She kind of looks Asian when you cover her mouth base is, is the thing. So she, she's wearing the mask and she kind of looks Asian. Uh, and I, I was talking to her at work about work stuff and I'm, I'm like, can I, I'm sorry. Can I ask you why, why do you still wear that? And she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. I was like, mm-hmm. "Do you are you afraid of the virus? Like, is it is it that is that what it is?" She's like, "Not really, no." I'm like, is it kind of? Do you just kind of like wearing it? Does it is it just like a thing, like a fashion thing, maybe? Because it it does change your face like completely. You look like literally when she takes 
from if you saw her with the mask on with the mask off separately you would not you would not recognize her um she's a, she's an attractive young lady either way but she it's like a it's like a fashion thing apparently that i mean that's the best answer i could get out of her but uh yeah. you know to be quite honest with you she too might enjoy making faces underneath that thing right uh you know cuz she's combo. she's got She's got rather, rather emotive. Uh, she's got eyes like a cartoon character. Like you can almost, you know, it's almost like interpret yeah. them like sign language. <laughs> well, it's probably a combo deal of everything. You know, it mm-hmm. probably is partially again. Yeah, these kids finally have privacy. You know, um, there's not a camera catching their every glance and every, you know, <laughs> every time they want to. Sure. Um. And yeah, and I mean, probably also criminals also enjoy it. <laughs> yeah some of them are for sure afraid I, that was one of jared's biggest things he said you know what a year ago if you walked into a store like this it would have kicked you out you bros i'm allowed to wear your hood up your uh, hoodie yeah so sammy oh, can attest at the, bank, the, at the bank right when i when i came on uh, as his like full-time co-host that's all we talked about and i railed on this shit Every fucking week with every guest that came on, I'm like, do you fucking realize how much of human communication is done through facial expressions and body language? You know what I mean? What are the fucking deaf people supposed to do, huh? We don't yeah. always fucking speak. You know what I mean? Yes. That's a good <laughs> it's point, cutting us, too. It's cutting us off from our fucking humanity. Like, yeah, of course I can fucking hear you if you yell, but uh, it's Even all then. of, like, it, it cuts, <laughs> of off a, cuts off a huge chunk of our innate human communication shit we've been doing literally our entire evolution we've never commute like talked with our fucking hands over our faces you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah there is full expressive you know we're able to read the whole thing and without with with a glitch in the middle uh of one of the most important parts uh you know oh well, i mean body language is pretty important too but right. where the words are coming out uh and the expression around it that I mean, it's a glitch, dude, and people are. It does not compute. I mean, I don't know. It, no. it doesn't compute for most people, and it shouldn't. It's very I'm hypocritical lucky. of the way that we, you know, we we're always told like, "Well, you're a suspect if you do that, and you can't wear that in the bank." And like, given all, we've all we all grew up with dress codes, right? Uh-huh. Like, even if you didn't go to a school with a um with a uniform, every school's got a dress code. Couldn't wear spaghetti straps if you were a girl, you know, camisole, mm-hmm. you right. know, boys, your shorts have to be at this level and this level and whatever. Um, so we all grew up with those dress codes. We weren't supposed to wear hats in school. We weren't supposed to have our faces covered. You can't have your face covered. That was something right. that was like beat into all of us in school, in stores and whatever growing up. If now you're sick, sudden, stay home. And, right. And Wash your hands. Fucking yeah. after every goddamn meal, before every meal, etc. Like basic goddamn hygiene was beaten into our heads. Yeah, I, I mean my head for sure at a at right. a very young age. You know, same. Yep, same, same, same. So so, and then it was a huge about face. Like, oh, never mind. Just kidding. You can literally be completely covered. <laughs> you know, mm. and go ahead, go go shopping, go to the bank, do all that. So. Yeah, it's all a farce. You know, I, I mean, I have a lot of empathy for people that have suffered through this last year. Mm-hmm. But I not I not only never stopped working, but I made more money than ever. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> sure. And I mean, you? it's not like I'm not really happy about that. Quite frankly, it didn't honestly do me a whole lot of good because I'm, you know, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. But the like, as I've sat and <laughs> continued to work and watched shit in my little, I'm in a tiny little niche corner of the Midwest here, awfully close uh, to, you know, the hottest shoot, you know, shooting range in the fucking country that is Chicago. Oh. Um, <laughs> weekend shooting range. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like there's still people that, again, that wear their masks, but what bothers me and what make, what I think about is the parents that walk in without a mask and the little, you know, seven, eight, 10 year olds that walk in behind them wearing a mask. I, uh, I hadn't really considered, I'd thought about it. Why, why, like the parents not wearing one, why is the kid? And I mean, if the parents don't want to make the kids or give the kids the choice, uh, because they want to be their friend and let them make their own choices, <laughs> right? Uh, then, yeah, then that makes sense. But why does the kid want to wear it? Is, are they afraid? If they're afraid, why are they afraid if their parents aren't afraid? Right. You know? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. How are you keeping kids masks uh, when they're the least at risk for all this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and like, I haven't got... I haven't gotten the vaccine yet and people are and people are freaking out like that I haven't gotten gotten vaccine and I'm like why I'm I am in the lowest category I'm in my 20s I'm in the lowest mm-hmm. possible risk category for for getting covid I'm at, I'm at higher I'm at higher risk for getting something if I do take the if I do take the vaccine so yeah it is absolutely ridiculous. I won't go into any place that wants my kids to wear a mask, actually. <laughs> I'm like, nope, we're not uh, playing that game. If um, people that are wildly obese and super at risk can walk around without a mask, uh, my kid's not going to wear a mask because you're afraid of catching something from them. No, sorry, no. Like, not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and it, it's also it's also the morbidly obese ones who are telling everyone to wear a mask, and then next thing you know, you see them pulling out cigarettes and lighting up. <laughs> yeah, uh, eating eighteen pounds of sugar a day. Yeah, I literally had a nurse yesterday. Uh, I had a, a just a, a doctor's appointment, like a you know regular tune up, <laughs> and um, the nurse literally said to me. She said, do you want to know the best way to not die from COVID? She said, don't be fat. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like that nurse a lot. Oh, I love her. I love her. She's been at our doctor's office for a very long time. She's my favorite. She's hilarious. And I just was cracking up. I'm like, yep. Yep. That's what it is. You know, I mean, we all know that. Oh, got turned into something else. <laughs> But here we are. Oh, <laughs> uh, stop it! Oh, stop! Oh, stop it, whiskey! You're 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 gonna do you're gonna do no such thing. Sit down and just drink more whiskey. So <laughs> you keep saying he's gonna commit suicide because the show is too dry dry for him. But 
But I don't. I don't know. Maybe really you're. Do. Maybe. Maybe you're just a little. I know. Maybe you're the just a little dry I, yourself. So I recognize the attempt at negging, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I have a, I can, have a, but also I, one of my good friends over here is Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> so you can't. I have a question for the panel. I was told for a long time, um, and I was thinking about this today. Uh, the, the phrase "you can't turn a whore into a housewife" ring a bell with any of you? Yeah. 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 Right. Who the fuck says so? And like, <laughs> is there like a scientific study? And where there's got to be some margin, you know, some, some anomalies in that, you know, uh, it can't be a hundred percent, right? Is it? Right. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Okay. Because cool. there's, well, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole other situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, could, could a whore throw trad on her, uh, you know, Twitter handle or something and, you know, Get a hundred thousand followers. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, sure. Definitely. Right. So, my question is: Is can any of can any of them be saved? You know. <laughs> uh, uh, I've, I've regret regrettably I've tried. It did not. It did not go well. So. Well, Sammy. Again, that's a that's a. I mean, no offense. That's a. That is a limited sample. I have you know, plenty of friends that, you know, mm -hmm. definitely um, slept around and maybe didn't make the best decisions that are living very traditional lives and are definitely happy, if not housewives, at least happy wives in good marriages. Yeah, good. It's, it's I, yeah, I mean, I fucking love a happy ending, man, but there's just so many <laughs> bad, endings, you know. Yeah, you yeah. don't hear them yeah. because people want, because it's that whole like creepy, like negative. Um, oh my gosh, I'm tired. Um, wanting to like vicariously live through someone else's pain, like that creepy almost. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like everybody oh, wants yeah. a negative, you want a negative. Uh, the headlines that are the worst get the most clicks, right? Well, that's you know I have a an interesting um, little story. I mean, in regards to negativity being how the internet works, uh, I have a friend in my Discord and on Twitter named Darb, and he's genuinely the not, across every where I've ever interacted with him and discords and on Twitters and stuff. He's one of the nice, genuinely nicest people. Uh, I've met on the internet. He's up there. And he's been repeatedly banned and like IP banned from Twitter. And he's never been in like, he doesn't shit post. He doesn't talk shit. He says good morning and good night and, you know, interacts with his friends and posts memes, etc. You know, relatively wholesome. But I personally have had to, you know, like retweeted his. I, I mean, it's weird. You know, it's a, it's a one little, little, you know, what do you call it? Um, uh, the word, um, it's like situational evidence, I guess for me specifically, what's that called? Um, tangential, is that the word? Mm -hmm. Tangential evidence. Um, but it, it's 
one of those things where like, oh yeah, people get banned all the time for this, that, or the other, and people claim censorship, but people like Darb, uh, who are just, you know, get has a, has an account for ten years and gets a couple, you know, a few thousand followers and banned literally for no reason. Like he even sent me the screenshots. The reasons uh, given was blank. <laughs> like, oh they didn't goodness. even put any, they didn't even put anything there. So yeah, I mean that's what that's kind of shitty. World? Yeah, well, and again, very shitty. Yeah, it's very shitty because he's again he's used Twitter and other social media like a normal human being, like a mm-hmm. social media. He's just himself, and he's a nice guy. Right. He doesn't you know go fucking with people or anything like that. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think the internet is driven by it. You know, like clickbait uh, was a hot topic, and it's still a thing, but it's not talked about nearly as much anymore. But yeah, you know negativity sells man for whatever reason people love a train wreck you know oh yeah well it's you know it's 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 reality you know that's what that's what the last 15 years of reality tv you know has brought us with the kardashians and you know as as you explained to me at the beginning at the beginning of the year apex or you know at the end of last year that's what this whole thing with uh you know ethan ralph and you know all, all the weird internet personalities that you know we cover sometimes and jeremy and and sunny cover it's it's all it's all the same thing it's you know e-drama it's it's like a reality show it's Mm -hmm. it's uh you know it's throwing fire on you know it's throwing gasoline on on a fire so for sure and it's definitely um hasn't uh helped society a ton to just constantly meditate on whatever the most negative thing of the moment we can find is yeah and i mean i've i've said or at least repeated a quote from ah fuck i don't even remember who it was but uh i think it was probably i think it was a rogan quote but just the idea that or the fact pretty observable fact that like social media at large just kind of puts a magnifying glass on whatever latent mental illness you may or may not have. And I'd argue we all have some, some Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, I mean, every human has some sort of something, you know, and we all have issues. Absolutely. And most (laughs) of us, well, I'd say a vast portion of us, realistically without the uh, escapism that is social media, the internet at large, but particularly social media, Mm-hmm. Uh, would be fine, and those those um, whatever issues, mental or otherwise, would. I mean, maybe not all the time, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't have a chance to manifest because you you wouldn't be in a world in your head that is you know that is the internet. You're not, you're not like in yourself, but out of it, and right. the internet creates a lot of that. Exacerbated. People would find healthy ways to cope, and then right. they would you know be improving themselves. Instead of using unhealthy copes and, you know, furthering their own detriment. I'm literally in that. I'm literally in that boat right now. As much as I've talked about it. A lot of us. I think that is definitely a cycle that a lot of us go through or a season or whatever you want to call it. I think we all have that because, like you said, it's escapism. It's really easy to block out whatever rough stuff is going on. And then you're like, well, look at this person's dealing with all this other shitty stuff. And I can either feel better about myself that I'm not having, 
go through what they're going through, or I can feel better about myself because I can think that I'm a better person than them because I didn't make that stupid decision or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Or, and it's or you not, know what I mean? It's not sustainable. Even, it's not even the things like, you know, uh, that like lonely, lo- lonely people, whether lonely for long periods of time or lonely temporarily for whatever trauma, find people that like ge- express genuine interest in like just talking to them, communicating with them and learning about them and, mm-hmm. um, you know, having, creating some sort of um, bond, it, you know. I don't know how often that sort of thing happens, but I'm sure it, I, I know it certainly does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even, not even sure the point really that I was trying to make specifically other than, I mean, yeah, the escapism leads to like a, like a, I don't know, like, what do you call it? Like a, a vicious a, cycle. So, yeah, a vicious cycle, a, a perpetual motion machine of trying to, like, you get, it's, yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> I'm I get, sorry, I, I can't, I can't really I, articulate it. I, I think I get where you're going, though, and it is, it's a vicious cycle, and it's just, I think a part of the problem, and why it's so hard for people to unplug as they say why it's so hard to maybe break that vicious cycle is because our real life communities are nowhere near strong and nowhere near as comfortably social as they used to be and I don't even mean mean like pre-pandemic I mean like a decade ago well and it you know what I mean and it's funny that you mentioned that, Sonny, because at the beginning of this whole thing, I at the beginning of the pandemic, I was kind of hoping, okay, well, maybe this will allow for people to, you know, like like get closer with with each other, you know, and maybe maybe this can be like a unifying thing because in the very beginning, for like the first couple months, that was kind of the case. And sure. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but like my neighbors and I, we've, we've, out, we've always gotten along. We're always having like block parties and whatnot at each other's. So, so that is nice. But what I started to notice was, you know, as soon as the whole mask man- mandate started and, and, and yes, I, and yes, I know whiskey, you're bored of us talking masks, but th- this is why I always talk about is is as soon as the fucking mask mandate came out it became another thing of oh well you're not wearing a mask so you want grandma to to die you know or you know this that and the other thing it just became like this big you know self-righteous thing that drove another wedge between us that didn't need to be there so that's true (laughs) You know, another... Well, people started to get really scared. In the beginning, I think because America has this really fast-paced, fill every single day up with this super structured routine and list of things you have to do, right? Like, we're notorious for being overly busy, like unhealthy amounts of busy. 
So I think in the beginning, everybody was like, oh, sweet. We actually get to sit down. Like it's mandatory that we stop moving. And I think it made a lot of people uh, feel that camaraderie, feel like, all right, let's hang out with our friends. Let's, you know, let's figure out ways to get together and all of that. And we were, I feel like we were all kind of treating it a little bit like, um, like a, a vacation. We were all on vacation at the same time in the beginning, we, you know, for we the were. first couple months. Yeah. And then it started to get, then they started really pushing the fear. Because in the beginning, it was like, it's going to be all right. This is going to be a two-week thing. Flatten the curve. We're all in it together. America's going to do great. You know, so we were like, woohoo, two weeks off. Let's do this thing. And then um, they carried on a little longer, but making funny videos about it. We were our friends about it still. You know, we were finding unique ways to hang out. Band gatherings, you know. Yeah. Like gathering in whatever certain ways so it, everybody was hanging out in their trunks in parking lots together <laughs> yeah is it isn't that funny that like hanging out became like this whole big like it's like going back to 19 going back to like the 1920s and just you know uh with the whole speakeasy thing well, well what did you get arrested for i got arrested for hanging out in a parking lot with my friends you know yep so exactly we, <laughs> you um i know i missed most of the show but um you've been streaming for a hundred plus minutes sammy do you guys have you guys want to talk about anything else is jeremy uh still awake does he have any contribution he would like to yeah add do, do you guys have any anything that you guys would like to bring up or any or you know any juicy internet drama plugs? How about how about some plugs, plugs? for for starters? Plug your show plug. stuff. Plug both of them. Well, so babies raising babies is going to be Fridays at eight a.m. For now. oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. 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 Morning show and on um, D Live, right? D Live and YouTube. It'll be the both. same. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And the channels will be called Babies Raising Babies. It or is yeah, called. Yeah, okay. that is what it's called, and it is nice. It is spelled incorrectly, and we know it's on purpose, <laughs> just just for nice. that extra level, you know. So it's babies raising babies. instead of ah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! So look forward to that. Um, sorry, I had to work and. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi and throwing up thanks to choking on my weed smoke. <laughs> um, but it's always a good conversation when I talk to you guys. So <laughs> thanks. Thank, it's been a yeah, while. Thank you. Thank you both for coming. And Sammy, thank you for having me. It and I, I did listen to most and it wasn't a bad show. Great no. job, guys. And you guys are, you guys are still now. I, I want to clarify this too, because I think some people are confused are a little bit confused. You're, you're not replacing interest of stuff with this. Correct. Show. We're not. You're adding on to the iOS, uh, you know, empire. So to, yes. So to <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it, Sam. Yeah. We'll have so. iOS just like. <laughs> Man, if he's gonna hang out, he bet he should get closer to the mic. You know what I mean? Like that's just. <laughs> hey, I need some 
this fool, you know, yeah, vaping in. That's what we need is the, in, is the Jeremy interview. So we can, so me and me and Jeremy can talk shit to Sammy for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's, be, it's only that's right because we love him. Sam is people. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we <laughs> treat him treat him like he's a people. You know, we treat him like he's a people, and it's fine. We it's because we love him. We give him treats. We are quality. Jesus, I'm not. I'm not a dog. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a dog. I mean, I mean, I, I, I am, but not in that way. It's okay, buddy. It's okay, buddy. Yeah. Uh, if Sam was a dog, he'd be one of those dogs that had they got like ran over by a car, back legs. Oh no! <laughs> With the fucking wheels on the back legs, dude. Those like hero yeah. stories you see. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but then he would. I he would be a be hero a- then. Yeah, he would be a fucking hero dog. Fuck yeah. He would have one of those, uh, like super rich owners with the huge fake boobs that he would always be wearing <laughs> his head in, and they would yep. like be like, "It's so cute." He would funny. be an Instagram fucking. He would be an Instagram <laughs> fucking star, and as well as the titties of the owner, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well. Anyway, that's that's a that's a future show. Yep. Uh, we've been we've been talking long enough. No, I, I I I would I would like to have I would like to have a one on well maybe a two on one. Uh, Ooh, now we're talking. Interview, interview with uh interview with Jer- Jeremy. So. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! Let's so, do it. A, a Jer Salmon Apex. So I think I think the world needs that right now. To the, be honest absolutely. with you, the, the, I think absolutely. the world needs that now more than ever. <laughs> I can I can see the memes already. So Jeremy can bring all kinds of funny, fun, fucked up shit for us to get your YouTube channel bandwidth. Hell hell yeah! <laughs> let's let's do it. I've let's already, go. I've already been banned from Discord once, and uh, let's let's get me banned on YouTube. So. Maybe we'll do that on Odyssey. We'll see. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, good night, everybody. Good night, um, chat guests. And chat. Yeah, that's what I meant. I wasn't. I wasn't saying good night to you. You, you guys aren't leaving yet. A uh, good night, chat. You fucking shit talkers. I love you all. Thanks for. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for tuning in, everyone. And uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to uh, rate subscribe and review and uh that really helps out and uh visit our sponsors as well so we appreciate you all and from all of us here at ngc studios uh good night god bless god save this great nation god freedom like in that order and we will see you on the next uh program that's right <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash Whitfield Report. 
Until next time, God bless. God save this great nation and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.